0: It's finally here. It's a
1: work day now. It's
0: time to put on the pads.
1: Face time, man.
0: And make some noise.
2: Let's go! Good work, good work.
0: Your Houston Texans are back for training camp.
2: Trust each other, trust the process,
0: trust what we're doing. Welcome to Texans Training Camp Live. Your sideline pass to the Houston Texans as they get to work for the season. Texans Training Camp Live is presented by Xfinity. Now, let's go down to the Houston Methodist Training Center. Here are your hosts, Mark Vandermeer and John Harris.
3: There's that scene in Rudy where Ned Beatty, Rudy's dad, comes into the stadium toward the end of the movie and says, This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. Well... This is the most beautiful weather these training camp eyes have ever seen. Texans training camp live. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you, presented by Xfinity. Matt is engineering. We're with you till 10. We've got a good one for you today. John McClain coming up in about 10, 15 minutes. Looking forward to that. Uh, We have overcast skies and some threatening clouds in the distance, but they're not going to come here. They would not have the nerve to come here and rain on our training camp parade with fans in attendance today and the best weather ever at training camp.
4: Oh, don't bury the
3: lead. What's the lead?
5: What's
4: today?
3: Pads, come on today! Yes, thank you. And yes. I'm going to write a little jingle about it. Real
4: football starts today. Ads oh, go! That wasn't on. real. That wasn't real football. We that saw that was that was Rockin' Jock MTV seven on seven football last year. Okay, few days. this is the you football. remember Rockin' Jock, right?
3: right? Yes, of oh, course. Good stuff. I remember the M- MTV hoop game with a ten point shot yeah. from like mid court mm-hmm. or something. Steph Curry would kill in that game. Yeah. Uh, but since you brought it up, let's get right to hot reads here as we begin our training camp program. <laughs> and the very first one involves what you just talked about. Pads on today. Here's Coach David Culley talking about that yesterday.
6: Well, the significance of that is now we start to play football. Now, guys right now
4: it won't be as hesitant as they have been because w- when you're in shells and you're in shorts, you know, you
6: kind of hold back when you get to the ball. You know, once you get pads on, I mean, we're running through things. We're finishing things a lot better. Uh, We got pads on. We're protected. And uh, that's football.
3: Okay. He echoed what you just said. Mm -hmm. Or you echoed what he said yesterday. Now we start to play some football. Okay. Real football today. I got it, Johnny. I got it. We're not playing flag anymore here. We're playing pads. And you get to sort of. As he said, finish things. You get to run yeah. through. You get to make a lot of contact. We're going to get a better taste of the running backs, the O-line, the D-line in particular today.
4: Yeah, I've been watching those guys, the O-line, D-line, especially in their past rush drills. But today, you get to hear those guys, and I think that's always fun. I, do, I did write this down in my notebook the other day. I thought it was interesting standing off when the music was off. You could actually hear at various points. You could hear contact and collisions. I was like, "Oh boy, okay, this is a little bit more physical Mm -hmm. without pads than you would expect." Because I can hear it. You can hear bodies mashing and helmets kind of, you know, cackling off each other. So there was a little bit of that, but now it's 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 full bore. And the fact that you got overcast. This see, this is a coach's dream because. You go into this situation you're like, okay, look, guys. You talk to your coaching staff you're like, look, you, this is going to be hot. Make sure they stay hydrated. we got to take breaks. You walk out here as a coach and you're like, oh, yeah, no excuses. Let's go. Like, there's none. There's no yeah. weather excuse. Yeah, I might get wet a little bit. But I remember being in Cleveland last year when the National Anthem was playing and it's hailing sideways with 50-mile-an-hour winds And the players are losing their minds on the sideline. So they loved it. Absolutely loved it. it. You play football, you love a little bit of rain, a little bit of weather. Not all the time. Mm -hmm. Not all the time. And there's certain positions that don't like it. uh, Sign kicker and quarterback. But other than that, they love rolling around in slop, getting a little dirty, a little dirt on their jersey. So if it does rain a little bit, oh well. You just got to be careful. But coaches love this because they're like, I guarantee you, if you stand close enough to the field today, you'll hear it. You'll hear, no excuses. Look, it's 81. It's not 95 today. You, you better go hard. You better go hard, and you got pads on. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be letting it fly today.
3: Johnny, kids today don't play around enough in the mud, all right? I'm coaching my youth league flag football yeah, team, and it was a slop fest one day. And they're sort of hesitant because I thought, oh, wait a minute. They're not used to getting dirty. They're like, what is this dark substance oh. on me? I said, it's mud. Go for it. Just enjoy. Yeah. Embrace it. Don't, you got to give in to the conditions in that way. Don't fight getting dirty. And then once they embraced that, they did really well. I loved mud games. Mm-hmm. Loved mud games. You were games. A Oh, I loved
4: mud games. I didn't love it too much when I was a wide receiver. But I didn't I didn't care too much. But, oh, man, you'd make a catch on the sideline. Guy would maybe tackle you, and you'd hit that puddle over on the sideline. Side. And you'd come up, and you're just dripping. You're like, yeah, this Remember is Remember awesome. the
3: Greenbrier when they all started sliding oh, in the, into the yes. puddle? Yes. They were little kids again. Loved it. Great video for us, loved by the it. way. And it's probably online somewhere on our YouTube it's channel. Somewhere. All right, continuing with Hot Reads here, as we go. One more from David Culley. Now, I think Landry has his practice MVP of the day. I'm not sure if he's sort of coined that. And there are many out here, obviously. And everybody has to step up and be an MVP. And we talk about rookies a lot and who stands out and everything. But, Johnny, somebody really flashed yesterday, I thought. He's been doing well. You see the improvement day to day. Third-round draft choice. Wide receiver, Nico Collins. Here's Coach Culley on his wideout.
6: Well, I'll tell you what I'm starting to see. I'm starting to see him make some plays. Uh, again, as you watch the video, there's still things that he's not doing that we need to do better, but he's playing bigger. And you you see him every day. He'll end up making a play here or there. Here's the issue that we got to have from him is he's got to make those plays all the time, and that's not happening right now. But he is getting better. He's getting better and better each day, and uh, he's got to continue to do that.
4: I think this is what he's saying about Nico, and – and it's not so much because the catches that he's made have been unbelievable. You're like, I don't know anybody else in the receiver core that could do that. And there are a lot of guys around the league that aren't doing some of those things. But I think what he wants from Nico is you've got to master the routine stuff. Mm. Master the routine stuff. You run that curl route and you come around, get your hands ready, make sure that ball isn't dropped. I'm not saying that Nico's had drops or anything like that, but master the routine stuff. Because if you master the routine stuff, you're going to continue to get opportunities, and then you're going to be able to show off the acrobatic stuff that everybody Mm -hmm. loves and respects. But do the routine things. Make sure you're reading the coverage right. Make sure you're on the same page as your quarterback. Uh, Those are the kind of things I think Nico is going to be able to do. And that's why I think he's putting a challenge out to him, say, look, you master those routine things, you've got the acrobatic stuff. The day-to-day grind and all that, learning all that. And Nico's the kind of guy that will do that. Just getting, you know, talking to him the other day a little bit, coming off the field, he, yes sir, no sir, just really conscientious about things. And you watch him work on the field, you can tell he's he's got it. It's just a matter of refining and making sure you don't get caught in those, well, he can make the contested catch difficult one, but man, he runs that curl right, hits him right in the numbers, and he drops. You know that you don't want to be that guy, and and he's not that guy. But continuing to master the routine
3: things, I think is the challenge that Coach Cully is putting in front of him. It's day six. I've seen five practices for a rookie. Rookie, a wookie. We have wookie. Chewbacca catching wookie. passes out there for a rookie wide receiver. Uh, he's having one of the better camps I've seen around here. Mm-hmm. All right. Obviously, you know you've got Andre Johnson here and DeAndre Hopkins. Let's just put them in yeah. uh, on pedestals here as yeah. far as the Let's off-season play. slash camps. I don't remember everything about Nuke's camp. I remember his rookie camp really well, but those guys were obviously head turners from the yes, get-go. Absolutely. And Jacoby Jones as a rookie in camp had a real nice camp in preseason. In the preseason games, he totally blew up. I mean, they they were selling his jersey in the store by the time (laughs) the preseason ended. It was like that for him. Uh, And I could say, uh, I don't know about Will. What was Will's rookie camp like in 16? You know what? The quarterback situation was so murky that uh, I don't think he flashed the way he needed to. You knew he could run. You knew he could run. But Nico, you know, after that, Johnny, I'm hard-pressed to come up with a rookie-wide receiver Who's having as impressive a camp as Nico? And I know that you know I just named the top four receivers. Or not? Not nah, Jacoby's not in that group of the top four all time in this franchise's history. But he's obviously up there in terms of preseason premiere debut. But to my point, mm-hmm. you remember Jacoby? What did Jacob
4: Jacoby would do the flashy stuff like he did stuff? Yeah. You go, whoa! Right. And then he'd drop a dig route, or he'd drop yeah. a slant, yeah, or he'd catch one then fumble it. Jacoby's exactly who David Culley is talking about in some sense. But we're it's five like, practices in and he can correct this. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt. Jacoby proved over his career, hey, look, he's going to make an explosive play. Yep. He's going to make the big play. I mean, if you have told me, hey, what receiver for the Ravens is going to make this big play at the end of this Broncos playoff game, I'd have said, hey, Jacoby's got that in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacoby's also got the ability to punt one off his face mask um, on a punt return in a playoff game, too. Uh, not, not minding his P's and Q's. That I think is what Coach Cully wants him to avoid. Be consistent and be great and master the routine stuff, so that those things aren't tripping you up. Yeah, you can do the acrobatic stuff. I mean, the catch he made over Kian Crossing on Saturday, I mean, just just ridiculous. But I'm seeing him work against Roby. There, I had a, uh, I think it will. I can't. The days are all running together at this point. Mark the grind is in, but he was working on Roby one on one one day. And you can see he's got a different tempo to his routes. He doesn't just – it's not linear. It's just like "Eh, – you know, there's a little bit of pace and tempo that he's trying to use to kind of throw off the defensive back. And then, of course, even if you're hanging on him, he's got that size that – there aren't 6'4", 215-pound DBs. Right. So he's going to outweigh, outmuscle all of them, even if you've got good coverage – he is going to be very difficult to kind of work through him because of his size.
3: Yeah, I mean, everyone saw on Twitter the play with John Reed. Now, look, that was obviously not the greatest moment for John Reed. No. Uh, but a real nice route there by Nico. A double move, and he did it that easily. Yeah, oh. yeah. And it was kind of like a swim move, arm chop, almost your sound effect. Yep. <whistles> yep. It was like... But that's different. I know. I find it from the other day. I know. I know. going to find th- this th- thing. But, but all the moves have different little, you know, sound effects. Yeah, they all have different, you know, we kind have of sound effects. John Harris moves soundboard audio, <laughs> audio moves soundboard. All right, one more hot read here. I want to get to this, and then we'll get, bring the general in and talk about it with him. As the quarterback situation was a big. Well, it's been a big story all camp long. I get it all off season long. But as far as Saturday's practice went, with no Terod Taylor, he had an excused absence. Davis Mills. Everyone's talking about red area difficulties for Mills on Saturday. Uh, widely reported number of picks. Whatever the yeah. situation was, and then yesterday a bounce back day for the quarterbacks. Look, yep. having Taylor back yesterday, it's like a cool breeze flowing <laughs> through the Houston Methodist Training Center. Taylor just. It's almost the way i felt when they signed him johnny with everything they were going through i thought ah taylor he just he brings every he brings a calmness to the yeah. locker room to the field uh you feel like you're in good hands mm-hmm. he's in command look he's not Michael Vick, Johnny Unitas, whatever, he is a steadying force for this football team, and he played like it yesterday, or practiced like it yesterday, yeah. and Mills did better yesterday. Now, they weren't doing the red zone stuff yesterday. They were right. all jammed up, so yeah. uh, maybe the opportunities were wider open, for lack of a better way of putting it, but I liked what I saw yesterday out of both those guys, so look, you, you just hope that they get better every day, all right? That of course. The arrow is going up, as Dom Capers used to say, and I think it will for Mills, but he's got to do it. He's got to do it every single day. This is... Is the dog day week right here. There's no game on the horizon just yet. You cannot see the other side of the ocean just yet. We'll right. get there Sunday, Monday. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought team, a couple
4: of struggles in team for the most part, but I thought overall just having ride back and it, it just kind of set everybody kind of back in the, the places where they were and where they were comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the offense got comfortable. Here's the other thing that, Here's the other thing that I don't think a lot of people talked about from Saturday. Nobody's talking about guy play the Sounder Ben. Brandon Cooks was not in Saturday's practice a lot either. Mm-hmm. So to me, Brandon Cooks is kind of like Terod Taylor of the receiver core. because right. of all the different things that he can do. You can throw a you can throw a quick hitch out there to the thirteen. He gets you five seven yards, and you're like, hey man, it's second and five. It's second and three. Yeah. I feel good. Like that's a guy you can rely on. All of a sudden. He's not in there. And even though Nico has taken steps and other guys have shown some things, in, you had so many things working against Davis on Saturday, it's red zone work. He's now against the ones for the first time. Brandon Cooks is not doing a lot on Saturday or in Saturday's practice. So you had all of that working against him. That said, he still should perform a little bit better, but it's understandable to have the struggles given that situation. They go back down to the red zone a second time, and he gets opportunities with the ones, and he has Brandy Cooks. I think you'd see it a little bit different for Davis Mills. And now that he knows, hey, wait a second, man, I gotta decide and go. I gotta make a decision. I can't sit back here and I'm gonna make this full field. No. I'm reading this side. Here's what I got, bang. Here's what I got on this side, bang. I'm gonna make that decision. Priest now, but I'm gonna go with it. Until you are comfortable and the whole thing completely and totally slows down. That's kind of the way you have to do it, and you know, we said it a million times. Tom Brady talked about the red zone being the hardest thing, the most difficult thing, the last thing that he mastered, and he's really become a
3: master of it now. I hope we see more red zone stuff today when they're in pads. Let's bring on the General John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. Good morning, General. So what did you make of the quarterback situation yesterday?
6: Well, not much. With Taylor's Taylor's exactly what they expected him to be. Let's not get carried away and been a starter during the season since 2017 because of injuries in the last two stops. But he's so far ahead of the other guys, and that's why they wanted him. He knows Pep Hamilton very well. He knows David Cully very well. All the players praise him. They talk about what a leader he is, the, the advice he gives if they ask. He doesn't make mental mistakes, and he's going into his 11th year, so he is at this point what they expect, and you hope he'll be during the season what they'll expect. A guy that won't throw a lot of interceptions. They'll run the ball a lot. He'll run the ball some. Last time he was a starter, I think he counted. Let's see. He had, he I can't remember. I've written it so much. I can't remember what it is now. But he had three times as many touchdowns, passes, and runs than he did interceptions, and they take that in a heartbeat.
4: General. First day in pads, do you change your viewing pleasure, if you will, the different things you watch today in pads that you haven't before?
6: Absolutely, John. Number one, uh, the linemen don't play patty cake anymore. The linemen can hit each other. I used to like it when we go down there on that end and watch the offensive linemen and defensive linemen do drills, especially any new player, whether he was a veteran or a rookie, going up in that corner against Watt. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like like Superman had flown by them. And that's what I like the most is to watch the linemen hit. Now, what I'm interested in, you know, they don't take – under Bill O'Brien, they didn't take uh, guys to the ground. You know, they don't want guys on the ground. You're going to go on the ground when you get hit and bumped, even though you're not going to get taken to the ground. You're going to fall a lot. Well, under David Cully, will they do full contact? And take people to the ground. The way he was talking about finishing, finishing, finishing—that tells me if you're going to finish, you block that guy's butt into the dirt, and you jump on top of him. Now that may not be what he what he <laughs> means out here in practice, but it's a whole new level with between pads and fans. You know, we're, this is going to be the best day of training camp, and and you just hope. Now, entries don't start to mount because that's usually uh. what happens. And they've been very fortunate up to this point. Everybody I, knock one. And I still I want to see those linemen. I want to see the running backs now that they can get hit, not taken to the ground, but hit. And, of course, receivers, when the DBs, you know, they don't knock them down on purpose. But when you're going for the ball, a lot of these guys are going down. And, of course, they can't touch the quarterbacks. But this is the best day so far.
3: I think today's the first day where, and I've talked about this before, with the running back situation being what it is, with these four veterans to start off with, General, it's going to be interesting today because, look, if you had, you know, if Derrick Henry's on your team and he has a couple of carries for a couple of yards, you're like, all right, sit down, yeah, Derrick Henry. These guys, you got to see what they still have in the tank. You don't want to wear them out, but you want to see what they have. You want to see who's going to rise up. What do you make of that?
6: Full competition between these backs. They're not going to keep those four. They may not keep the two of them if they do, like, the last regime did, you keep Buddy Howell as a fourth back because he's a really good special teams player, then he's got a spot secured. But those first four, you know, Burkhead I would think would be the odd man out, but I also thought he might start on PUP coming off knee surgery, but he hasn't. He hasn't skipped a beat, and the fact that he came from four four seasons in New England might be to his advantage if it's tied going to the runner. Then maybe Nick Casario wants the guy he's the most – familiar with. But, you know, pads are one thing. I can't wait. Next week, they're going to be playing against Green Bay. Then Mm -hmm. we're going to see these backs, and I don't know how they're going to use them. I'm really interested to see how NFL coaches use the three preseason games compared to four, but that's when it's going to all start to play out as far as these running backs. I think with 17 games and as much as they're going to run the ball, they hope to run the ball, You've got to have three because they're going to be injuries, and, and you've got to have three. You're healthy now because you can keep veterans on the practice squad again. Maybe that fourth guy, say it's Burkhead, maybe he's happy to stick around with people he knows, meaning Casario, and, and be on the practice squad knowing that there's a good chance one of the first three is going to be injured. They cannot have a situation like last year. David Johnson goes down. Duke's there. Duke goes down. What do they got? Mm. You know, that, that put him in a terrible situation last year and put even, even more pressure on Deshaun Watson throwing the ball.
4: General, look into your crystal ball and tell us all how you think the right side of the offensive line will pair out, play out.
6: I think it'll be Titus Howard, Marcus Cannon so far behind. They like Charlie Heck. You know, they've played Mar- – they have – I know they like versatility, but <laughs> putting a guy at three different positions the first week does that do him any good especially when he's third year he's had injuries his first two years I don't know if I like that but I think Titus Howard would be the right tackle and I think the right guard I thought would have been uh, Wayne uh, Taylor since he came from Green Bay he's had injuries biceps wiped out 2019 knee knocked out wiped out 2020 he was he went to camp as the starter at uh, right guard last year. He played left guard. So considering James Campin was his coach, I thought coming in he would have the inside track, and now it's Justin McRae. But if they put Titus Howard in a game and he plays well at right guard and then Charlie Heck plays well at right tackle, you know, they'll do that. The Campin's going to put the five best out there, but uh, it's like people talking about Marcus Cannon at guard. He played guard once. He wasn't any good, and they moved him to tackle. So I don't know why people think at 33, all of a sudden he's going to be a good guard. And now, of course, he's way behind because of that uh, knee surgery he had after the off-season program. But um, mm-hmm. I I hope that Taylor comes back early enough to get in the mix with McCray at right guard.
3: John, rank the top four position groups. I assume offensive line would be first in terms of overall depth.
6: Well, I don't know enough about the defensive line because there's so many new players. <laughs> They've never had depth at offensive tackle like they do now. Say it's say it's Tunzel and Howard. Then you got Heck. They like him. Johnson. You have the most senior member of the offensive line with this team is Roderick Johnson. He <laughs> came here in 2018, and then you have Marcus Cannon. Who's won what? Three Super Bowl rings, but he's 33 and he's he's uh, not able to pass a physical yet. That is five offensive tackles, and I I think they're going to have to keep four, and that's going to be a tough cut. Inside, what? Who's the backup center? If something happens to Justin yeah. Brett, who's snapping the ball? I also like the fact that uh, Max Sharping is running with the first team. You know, they yeah. haven't found anybody to pop in there take his place and maybe he'll bounce back from uh, the performance last season and play like he did as a rookie when he showed so much promise but I don't know who's the backup center we all know Brett is the center but they got depth at tackle like never before and they got depth at guard and that's what happens when you bring in so many veterans and it's the same way in the defensive line,
3: all right, but finish the answer. Second and third and fourth position group uh,
6: that have the most depth. Yeah, okay. Offensive lines number one. I'd say defensive lines number two. They got seven tight ends, and that's going to be a hard cut. I would think tight ends, and uh, I don't know enough about a lot of the linebackers till you see them play. Mm-hmm. And so I w- and they brought in fewer. Players in the secondary than before, so offensive line, defensive line, tight end, and I don't think wide receiver is going to be that tough. I think only one cut in the running back. They well, they got great depth at running back. You have four veterans who played extensively in the NFL. So mm-hmm. I'll put running back at the other one.
4: Okay, general. Last year at this time, watching the 2020 draft class, I remember thinking, "Yo, we're not getting much out of this class. Like it's." it's not going to happen that particular year. I thought if Grenard had not gotten banged up early, I thought, okay, maybe Grenard. But I was like, man, we're not going to get much out of this class. The 2021 20, class I'm watching in a whole different vein. What have you, been your thoughts thus far? Davis Mills will put him to the side for a second. But Brevin Jordan, Nico Collins, Garrett Wallow, Roy Lopez, what have you seen from this rookie class And how does it compare to last year's at this time? Well,
6: because they have signed so many veterans, I don't expect much contribution from this rookie class. And Nico Collins would be a guy to do it. But like Cully said yesterday, he's getting better every day, but he's not where they want. You know, he doesn't have the consistency, which is not surprising considering he's a receiver, a rookie, and he opted out last year. I would love for somebody to keep track of every player who opted out of his last year of college and – the NFL, how they do this season. Yep. Do they start slow? Do they get nagging injuries? Or do they step up and not skip a beat? But uh, I, I'm pumped now about last year's class going into their sophomore year when they should make their biggest adjustment and how Grenard does mm-hmm. rushing in the end like he did at Florida. Not Three, four outside linebackers, you guys know. If you didn't play at college, if you had your hand in the ground, and all of a sudden you got to stand up and think – and, and watch this cover, cover. Yeah. watch the, does the tight end come out? If he doesn't, do I rush? Oops, I got the running back. There's just so much to think, and now they don't have to think much. It's like Whitney Mercil said, see ball, get ball. And, and I think that's going to be great for John Grenard going into his second year. John Reed, Bill O'Brien loved John Reed, but John Reed's got a lot of competition, and he's really going to have to step it up.
3: John, quick one for you to wrap it up. Colts' situation at quarterback, how do you think oh. they handle it?
6: I think they trade for Nick Foles, and I think the Bears don't don't drive the hard bargain. It'll be a conditional pick based on how much he plays and what they accomplish with him there.
3: General, thanks a lot for joining us once again.
6: Thank you guys very much, as always.
3: John McClain, read his stuff in the Houston Chronicle online and the actual newspaper, which I found out the other day still exists, as I said. <laughs> More on that Colts' situation, and Vernon Hargraves, Defensive back. You've heard of him. I knew his dad. Yeah, that's happening a lot these days. Oh my gosh. It's Texans Training Camp Live.
0: More from Training Camp is on the way on Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity.
7: Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience. Find games, commentary, news, and highlights all in one place. Use the voice remote to get instant access to stats and scores. Just say, show me NASCAR or soccer scores. Plus, get notifications with breaking news alerts and more when the game's about to start. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1.
8: Rooting for the family team has become quite the tradition at Amogee Bank. It's something we grew up doing, and it's something that defines who we are. We're also big fans of rooting for family businesses, because in all of our years of banking, we found that when we treat every business like family, they tend to prosper. So if you're a family business and you need a bank, come see us today. Amegy Bank. Here you grow. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation and a member FDIC. Official business bank of the Houston Texans.
9: Hey, this is Keith, Papa John's here, and guess what? We've done it. We finally came out with what I consider the best pizza ever. It's our new Epic Stuffed Crust Pizza, only at Papa John's. That's right. We took our wonderful crust, fresh dough, and rolled into it 100% mozzarella cheese, and now you get an extra cheesy pizza when you order Get a large one topping and the Epic Stuffed Crust for just 12 bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, and now best stuffed crust around, Papa John's, Houston.
2: From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine summer only savings await at your
10: local Hyundai dealer where you go from there is up to you huge savings new vehicles arriving daily and of course America's best warranty get in to get away with it all at the Hyundai getaway sales event secure your 2021 Sonata or Elantra today for 0% APR for 60 months plus zero payments for 90 days see your Hyundai dealer now during the Hyundai getaway sales event offers end September 6 2021 call 562-314-4603 for offer terms and details This is Texans
3: Radio. Introducing Texans Fit, a world-class Houston Texans fitness community dedicated to helping you reach your goals. Join the Texans Fit family and elevate your fitness experience with cutting-edge equipment, exceptional coaches, and deluxe amenities. Whether you thrive on the camaraderie of a group fitness class or need the focused support of a certified personal trainer, Texans Fit is here to help you grow in the lifestyle you want. To find the club nearest you and learn how you can train like the pros, visit TexansFit.com.
5: The unforgettable college football Saturday you've been craving is happening right here in Houston. Tickets and suites are on sale now to experience the 2021 Texas kickoff as the Houston Cougars take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders at NRG Stadium Saturday, September 4th. Start off the college football season right to reserve your seats and get details on the latest event news, ticket discounts, and more. Go to TexasKickoff.com.
11: What does it mean to be the energy behind the Houston Texans? At Reliant, it means powering NRG Stadium and homes of Texans fans across our hometown and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant. Proud to be the official energy provider of the Houston Texans.
12: PUCT number 1007. Teachers and parents, are you looking for an educational resource to keep your students engaged? The Houston Texans Toro and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all while having fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the Kids' School Program page and run your students through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans!
11: We're the only media outlet taking you inside Camp Casario with exclusive player interviews.
13: The first year running back of the Texans, Philip Lindsey. This is a great crew of running backs. Probably one of the
14: best I've ever been around.
13: Regular talks with GM Nick Casario.
14: We've been calling
13: it Camp Casario. Good morning. Not sure who came up with that moniker, but yeah, we'll have some fun with it. And
11: Hall of Famer John McClain.
6: The of line is going to be better than a lot of people think We're
11: live from camp casario daily with everything you need to know as it happens insider access exclusive content sports radio 610 the texans play here play here play here
0: play here here. the texans are back in action and you have a front row seat it's texans training camp live presented by xfinity
3: All right, back with the most glorious day in the history of Houston Texans training camp, weather-wise anyway. So we'll see how that goes. John Lopez is here wearing a fishing shirt. Big upset. Lopez fishing shirt.
4: I mean, that was like minus ten thousand.
3: Death and taxes, Lopez and fishing shirt. Anyway, yeah, I
4: mean, you knew that was happening.
3: Yeah, so it's a big day as they're in pads today. We pointed that out. We want to see how they fare in all sorts of areas. Now, this is tough for you, Johnny, because I know you want to ru- watch those pass rush drills. You're going to be down there. Oh watching. no, I will. I watch those. I've been watching it for
4: the last couple of days.
3: I know, but now they're in pads. I know and that's pads. different, isn't it?
4: Oh, I definitely. I'll definitely watch that. I can yeah. watch the Flyboys anytime. But I can watch
10: the big the The fellows, The Fly big fellows. <laughs> I
4: can watch them. I can watch them all I'm day. watching the Flyboys. I, I just love – I mean – It sounds bad, though. I just love talking – I was talking to uh, Big Z, mm-hmm. Zoya Alufahai, last night. I, I got it now. You Once got I got it. got it, I got it. You're like me and Kanini's first to, name. I was talking to Big Z yesterday, and I was watching pass rush moves on Saturday. And without pads – now, Big Z is, I've stood next to every big guy we've had, mm-hmm. and they've been big. He's enormous. Like, just everything about him is, like, built, but not not fat. I mean, just big. He threw a Reggie White hump move. Now, for people that don't know, and I hope you heard the interview last night, but it's essentially this a big club move. You basically take your arm and you just, Take the momentum of the offensive lineman where he's going, and you just club him completely out of the way. And so he was going against the center, I think, and he got him going one way, and he got him leaning, and he was like, perfect. And he just took that that club and just humped him out of the way, just literally lift him up and threw him out of the way, basically. And that's what Reggie White would do. He would, he would get on the outside, and he would rush hard, and that tackle would start to adjust and so he'd lean and then Reggie would just take that hump move and just use the arm to go back inside and club him and it, he, was right. he was out he was out was done and Reggie would get So tackled. it's like so, fake
3: right go left except with the club right. and if he doesn't go with you just keep going yeah, you just keep you just keep ripping around the edge
4: well he threw that move and I'm like nobody in the NFL has used that as a like a pet move
10: for a long since time since
4: Reggie White like really? nobody uses that move because of how tough. I think Aaron Donald could do it because he's strong enough to do it. And he gets guys leaning so often with his quickness. He's probably done it. But there are a lot of times he doesn't have to because he just, he kind of rips back inside and goes. But I saw uh, Big Z throw that move the other day and I went, whoa. That was without pads too. Now that he's got pads on, holy smoke. So we'll see a lot of bull rush today. Yeah. And now you got pads on. Even though guys are trying to bull rush without pads, it'll be interesting to see them with pads because you know that's going to happen. But, yeah, I'll, be, I'll watch those guys. I'll watch the inside run periods. I'll watch all the things that they couldn't do without pads. I'll watch all those things. I
3: today. want to see how they protect the passer today and how the passers yep. deal that's with whatever exactly. pass rush is coming at them. And after McLean said what he said, I'll be curious to see how they handle the running back situation, mm-hmm. like the tackling yeah. of whoever's got the hogskin. All right. Well, Vernon Davis uh, Vernon Davis. Vernon Hargraves. <laughs> yes, Ball I can for believe. picks. Yes, thank you. Uh, Vernon Hargrave's his dad was linebackers coach at the University of Miami when I was there, all right? When they won the national championship in 01. So I knew Vernon's dad a little bit. And so little Vernon, you know, had a chance to be a hurricane, but it, you know, didn't end well for his dad at the University of Miami yeah. because, you know, that whole staff got blown out eventually. Yeah. Uh, when the good times ended, and they've never been back. Not even close to the degree to which we had them back in the early O's. But I kind of started off with that sort of thing with Vernon Hargraves. Anyway, let's listen in two minutes with a Texan with Vernon Hargraves III. Right, how is this year for you compared to previous years? Oh, I feel a lot more comfortable.
15: Uh, year six for me, feel feel like I've been here before. Um, you know, still still getting comfortable, still just trying to make plays, but I feel a lot more experience. I feel
3: like a veteran. All right, so I just told you I used to be the voice of the hurricanes. You're a Gator. So how did that work out? How did you arrive at Florida? <laughs> well, let me let me tell you this. So they
15: fired my dad and I was young when they did, <laughs> right? So that stuck with me. Oh, they fired my dad. They didn't want my dad, you know. That kind of stuck with me. So as a kid, I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to Miami." that stuck in my head and uh you know when i got to when i got older and when i got to school and i took my visits i actually went back and it was the same it was the same facility it was the same thing i still remembered everything so what's up baby so um you know that's kind of what it was i kind of just didn't want to go back there you know been there done that type of thing sort of and uh you know florida had a good coach which was the reason why i went and uh, it was a real easy decision for me though it wasn't I was a few years removed by the time it was time for me to make a choice, so it wasn't that hard. Does your dad have interesting stories about the legendary players he's coached? He, oh, man, he got stories for days. <laughs> stories for days. He could talk to you all night about Sean Taylor, Ed Reed, Santana Moss, Ken
3: Dorsey. I can keep going, you know, but, uh, yeah, he, ha- he has the stories. All right, so the heat in Houston. I do ask some people about this who have been to Florida and played in Florida versus here. How is that for you? I'm still trying to figure that out, but I think – I think
15: Houston got it. I think Houston is probably the hottest place I've been. I've been in Miami, Gainesville. Uh, you know, I think Houston got it. Okay, so what is this system like for you? How is it different? Uh, you know, Coach Lovey, he's been around a long time. You know, it's a simple defense, but, um, you know, he wants you to execute it a certain way. You know, so I, I like to call it simply complicated. That's what I've been telling guys. You know, it's not all too much, but what he wants you to do, the techniques that we have to play, have to be played that way for the defense to work. So, uh, you know, it's just staying in your playbook getting those reps in. What is it about the DBs? Why are you guys so close as a group? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But when I first got here in 2019, they were like that. When I got here, they all hung out off the field. They always do stuff off season, hanging out uh, after practice or with each other. Meeting rooms, or always walking around, eating together. That's the that's the culture I walked into. So uh, I just jumped right in, and uh, yeah, I mean, they they embraced me like I was one of theirs, like I've been here, and uh, you know, we're just keeping that thing rolling. We have to be close because we play the hardest position. Well, what about off the field here and all these new players here with the Texans? Oh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough getting to know everybody. All new coaches, new GAs, new equipment people. You know, there's new people everywhere. But, uh, you know, it's fun. It's fun getting to know guys. Everybody's, you know, Everybody understands that everybody's new. So uh we're taking it slow,
3: but we're getting to know everybody. And like I said, we're just trying to piece it together. All uh, right, you're making plays at practice here. After a while with practice when you're going against your own team all the time, do you get to know these receivers pretty well and their of, moves? Of
15: course. Of course. That I mean that's why that's why practice is practice. It's hard because you know who you're going against. You know what type of routes they run, you know how fast they are. And uh, you know that's why it's practice though. All right. Thanks a lot very good. Thank luck. you. I appreciate it.
3: There's Vernon Hargraves, two minutes with a Texan here at Texan Training Camp. Texans Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. So we'll see what we get from Vernon this year. A lot of competition. You've mm-hmm. heard that word many times this offseason. That's what they want. And I heard the morning guys talking about this, Johnny, that the accountability. You know, Cully just doesn't seem like a guy's going to, like, get after you that much. At least he doesn't out here on the practice field. Uh, but, you know, the assistant coaches do. But it's not negative here. It's, it's more of a building up. It's more positive. Yeah. However, the competition will take care of so much of that. It's like, hey, that guy's getting reps in front of me. And, yeah, yeah I can't argue with that because he's better than me right now. i got to try to beat him out or whatever occurs with that.
4: Yeah, it, they use the, the comparison to Ted Lasso. And if you've seen Ted Lasso, you can you completely get it. And I think Ted Lasso, it's interesting if you watch it. There's a very positive vibe. There's a very good feel in just watching that show. Mm-hmm. The one thing, obviously, it's a Hollywood show. The second thing is the team that Ted Lasso coaches hasn't been overly successful yet. And that's what you, you want. You want to have a positive environment that does yield wins. I think you look in Kansas City, and I think you see that. And we talked to Chris Conley. He, it was funny because he talked about Andy Reid. He talked about how Andy Reid knew everything about everybody, and there was just this positive light that he gave forth. Now he also had that opportunity to step back and, if he had to, donkey barbecue every now and again. It, it happened, but it was going to be mostly behind closed doors. I think I think Gary Kubiak was that way. Yeah, out here, very calm, soothing vibe. Like you didn't see coach get you know, really riled up all that much. But behind closed doors when
3: he had to... He had to, Well, and, and he would do it. Even the cut we played of David Culley earlier on Nico Collins, he wasn't here anointing him anything. Yeah, he was saying, look, he's got to get better. And he was very frank about it. And you're talking about a guy who was a wide receivers coach mm-hmm. as well, obviously knows that position. I don't want to say maybe better than any other. I mean, Culley played quarterback in college at Vanderbilt. Yeah. He's coached everything. He's coached quarterbacks, coached mm-hmm. receivers. He's been an assistant head coach twice in this league. He's seen a lot of football, but – I noted that that he wasn't ready to heap buckets of praise over Nico Collins,
4: but in listening to him, I got more of the feeling of he the, the overriding thought to me was he can get there,
3: yeah, yeah, he, he can, can get there. be
4: that guy as opposed to yeah, hey, he don't know anything, yeah he't he, know he't know what he's doing he a, doesn't know anything yet, and then you get that feeling like well, okay, what kind of players are he going to turn into? it's more of, yeah, there's some things he definitely has to work on. But the positive is, and he didn't have to say it. It was like, but the positive is really he can get there.
3: As a former head coach here would say, he wasn't ready to put him in Canton after right. day five of training yeah, camp. Exactly. All right, coming up. Around the league, seismic situation in the AFC South. We'll discuss that. Also, Johnny's going to break down wide receivers. I've assigned the wide receivers to you today. Yeah, I saw on the Twitter. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with on that. On Twitter. I'm fine. <laughs> Show Prep is on Twitter. It's Texans <laughs> Training Camp Live.
16: This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial. Or else. Or else.
17: Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live poker and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet.
18: At CDW, we get that the ways we collaborate have changed.
19: But I've grown accustomed to the high-pitched musical sound of my squeaky whiteboard marker.
18: I hear you. With a Cisco WebEx solution configured by CDW, you can easily share notes and documents and even whiteboard from your very own computer.
19: Goodbye, sweet marker. You've served us well.
18: IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com Cisco collaboration.
3: Hey Texans fans, you are lucky dogs because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best tasting small batch pecan smoked hot dog, only available at NRG Stadium. That's right, Home Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Home Smokehouse pecan smoked hot dog. There's no taste like Home's proud sponsor of the Houston Texans.
11: We're the only media outlet taking you inside Camp Casario with exclusive player interviews.
13: The first year running back of the Texans, Philip Lindsay. This is
15: a great crew of running backs. Probably one of the best I've ever been around.
13: Regular talks with
11: GM Nick Casario.
13: We've been calling it Camp Casario. Good morning. Not sure who came up with that moniker, but yeah, we'll have some fun with it.
11: And Hall of Famer, John McClain. The offensive line is going to be better than a lot of people think. We're Live from Camp Casario, daily, with everything you need to know as it happens. Insider Access. Exclusive
0: content. Sports
11: Radio 610. The Texans play here.
0: This is Texans Radio.
20: Welcome to your hometown Whataburger. Customization is what we've always done.
11: You want mustard and mayo? You
7: want ketchup? We'll make it how you like
11: it.
20: When you customize your own burger, you can put your personality in it.
7: This is my burger with Manny's ketchup, all the vegetables, no cheese.
20: We customize orders 24 hours a day.
7: Everybody wants it just like they like it. When you can make it your own, that always enhances that experience for you.
20: However you want it, I got you. <laughs> Here at Whataburger, we make it just like you like it, whenever you like it.
21: When it comes to buying a home, look to the experts at TDECU. We're made for this market with quick pre-qualifications so you can make a competitive offer fast. We have unique options for you like no money down or up to 103% financing. TDECU Mortgage is here for you. If you can't find the home that's right for you, build it with a great construction loan. You've got this. TDECU Mortgage. We make home happen. Visit TDECU.org for details. Equal housing lender.
20: Right now at Mattress Firm, upgrade your sleep and save up to $400 on our best brands. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy Purchase or get a $300 instant gift when you shop Tempur-Pedic, the number one rated mattress in America. Our sleep experts have over 200 hours of training and with our low price guarantee, you can rest assured you'll get the best bed at the best price only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale.
1: What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate
16: responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. It's always better to get
0: more than what you're expecting. With Houston Texans season tickets, you get just that. More. Not only will you secure your seat in the stands for every memorable moment at NRG Stadium, you'll also receive benefits all year round like significant savings versus individual game tickets, early access to Texans events like draft day and training camp, and more. Experience game day together and visit HoustonTexans.com tickets. Hey. Keep up with the Houston Texans everywhere you go. Hey. Download the Texans mobile app.
3: All right. If you missed last night's show, you shouldn't have. But if you did, you missed my rant about Trevor Lawrence and the highlight of him throwing a touchdown pass to Tim Tebow as he's being aggressively pursued by tackling dummies. And it's a highlight that we've seen more than the immaculate reception, more than. Joe Montana to Dwight Clark for the catch. More than Hale Flutie. I've seen it so many times, Johnny, because this is a beautiful thing. Trevor Lawrence. Thro- I'm being sarcastic here. This is not to be seen as much as it has. I mean, we,
4: come on. It's the number one overall pick All right,
3: throwing to Tebow. Wait, wait, hang on a second, though. So Trevor Lawrence threw three picks in practice the other day, right? He did? Yeah, and and, exactly. That's my point. Tree falling in the woods news. Mills out here has a, you know, he's another rookie, has a tough Saturday in the red zone with the number ones. Okay, come on. But here's what you got going on.
4: What? In San Francisco, you got Trey Lance lighting it up. Lighting it
7: up. Is he
3: really? Apparently. Apparently.
7: Every
4: glowing report. Oh, Oh, and also apparently Justin Field in Chicago has been just destroying it. Now, in those situations, and this is key, the other day, Davis Mills was against the ones. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is inserted as the one. Yeah. Justin Fields and Trey Lance have been doing it against the twos. Yeah. So, look, it, it, it's great that they're looking good. I remember Sean going against the twos as a rookie, looked pretty good, got against mm-hmm. the ones the very first time, and it was like, yo, whoa, okay. Dicey day, but get better. But that's what Fields and Lance are going through. Trevor doesn't have that. They're not going to put Gardner-Mitchie with the ones, and then Trevor's taking snaps with the twos. No. That's what happened to Davis. Davis went against the ones the first time. Had some picks. Had some struggles. Trevor Lawrence went against the ones. He had some picks. It's not rocket science. Yeah. We're in camp here. But you know what it is? It's catnip. It's catnip. Do you not want to know everything going on of with course. Of course. I mean, do you not want to know? Like, of course. If it was quiet about Trevor Lawrence, would you? would you – Mm-hmm. And I, would we not want to know, man, I wonder what Lawrence is doing. I wonder how it's going for him. Of course. I, yeah, we want it. We want to know. I we want
3: to know. But I've seen like, my point about seeing the highlight at time oh, yeah, and yeah. the interceptions don't yeah. get reported, look, whatever, it's training camp. Mark, like don't be so bitter. bear, like like stop. Okay, I will. I've seen the Cowboys post
4: some, like, all 11 highlights of CeeDee Lamb, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, Wow. Because they're 11-on-11. 11 11. They're playing yeah, football. Right. The Trevor Lawrence
3: one, okay, you had moving dummies, and it was 7-on-7, seven seven and mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, whatever. and Tebow and dove for the ball cares? and made a catch, and Tebow's a great athlete. I got it. And he's a ter- terrific human being. Anyway. He, he is that.
4: Like, he he <laughs> is he is a terrific human being. But it's the, he, that's what makes me mad. Tebow has always gotten backlash, but it's really not because of Tim. It's because of all the people that are around, like the his fans, and tell him how tell he's the greatest thing. Uh, whatever. Okay, listen. I'm not do it.
3: I in Denver that year in 2011, 2011 when he did yeah. all that, where all the great come from behind yeah. work and, yeah. and beat the Steelers with the throw to yeah. Marius Thomas. Look, I thought that was tremendous. That was great. Yeah, that was great. It's awesome. You know, I don't like the Broncos, but I thought that was fun what Tebow was doing that year. I was doing my national show then overnight show, and they beat the Jets
4: that Thursday night. And so I got to go on the air well, almost immediately after that. Mm-hmm. My phone lines lit up.
3: Oh, sure. I mean, lit He's up. I had, ten phone,
4: I had 10 phone lines and they were lit up for about four. I was on the air for five hours live yeah. noon to five or uh, midnight to five. They were lit up the whole time Yeah, because the Tebow lovers were like, yeah, look what he did. He, got, he brought them back. They don't win that game. And then on the other side, there were, oh my God, did you see what the throws he made early on, he was terrible. I mean, it was just this back and forth, and I'm kinda in the middle like the mediator of this whole thing. But
3: that's what he was. He, he was a lightning rod. Yeah. And he was engineering wins that year. All right. But the seismic situation, that's not it. Yeah, not Is good. the Carson Wentz deal. Mm. Because they dealt with the Eagles to get Wentz, who was and has been and mm. is injury injury prone. Yeah. And the foot injury, we just talked about it twenty four hours ago, will now require surgery. Had it yesterday reportedly. Mm. And he's out 5 to 12 weeks, whatever that means. But it means enough to say he's not going to be around for the start of the season. And I don't know how they handle it. The Nick Foles story is out there that they're going to make a trade for Nick Foles with the Chicago Bears. He's in that Bears depth chart somewhere. They have Andy Dalton. They have Fields. So what are they going to do with Nick Foles? Might as well trade him for something. And as John McClain said, Chicago's not going to drive a hard bargain here. Foles was just in Jacksonville, and it did not go well, right? So what do you expect out of Foles if you're the colts i guess you feel like look we just need a band-aid here maybe until we can get wentz back how confident are you that you're going to get a fully operational wentz back they've got a lot of things to digest in indy and i'm here for it by the way here's the difference for Foles
4: going to jacksonville going to indy and using philly as a comparison in philly he had weapons he had hurts. He had a running game. He had a three, three-headed running back monster. He had a good offensive line in front of him. Does that sound familiar? Oh, yeah. And he has Frank Reich. And he has Frank Reich. That's the other piece. So there's familiarity there, and I think that will help. you got Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell coming back. You've got a four-headed running back monster there, led by Jonathan Taylor, the rookie from last year. And you've got, arguably, the best offensive line in the league in front of you. With Frank Reich, you already speak the language. You would think it makes... It makes sense. Plus, if Foles has to go to a backup role, he knows Wince. They've yeah. been together. They've they've done this before. Uh, they're good friends, and I think it could. I think it really? could work. Apparently, I think it could work. It's just a matter of here's the financial part of it. Philly. This is why. This is why, you know, Ballard's always he's taking some heat about not paying guys. He's only gonna pay. This is one of those emergency situations where, hey, man, we might need to do something. And they've got the money to be able to do it. They can absorb it.
3: John, I'm observing Mitchell Fabroni, new Mm -hmm. long snapper. And Weeks is still here, by the way. So there's competition there. Playing catch with a two-handed set shot overhead throw Mm -hmm. with Jonathan Owens. And George Mikan called and said he loves this, by the way, that two-handed set shot. Well, it's just so Fabroni can get warmed up, I guess. And Owens is just playing along here. Fabroni's a big dude, by the way. Yeah, he is. I I don't want to break down the long snapper competition just yet, but this is something to watch. They brought him back. He was on the roster for a minute in July, and then they cut him right before camp to make room, and they brought him back. So this is something worth watching.
4: Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's got to get an opportunity. But what they were doing, that's how long snappers get ready. Yeah, yeah. baseball players just play catch, and then yeah, they'll do yeah. long toss, they'll do a bunch of stuff. That's what he was doing. That's what long snappers do to get ready. They, they essentially do the uh-huh. snap they're going to do between their legs. They just do it over their head so they're not bending over and getting
3: red-faced by leaning over the whole time. I just thought it was funny that Owens is doing the same thing. You know, He could have just thrown it back to him, but he's doing the overhead thing as well. Could but Maybe he's you never practicing know. to be a long snap.
4: Ne- <laughs> Look, you never know. I see Kevin Pierre Lewis every single day working on the snaps. Ooh, every single day. JPL. I mean, I'm telling you, the ability to long snap. Oh, I would be just all over it. Having that ability could be the difference between you being on a 46 man game day
3: roster or you being part of the inactives. Mm-hmm. Because you, in an emergency, can do that. All right, coming up, let's break down the wide receivers in two minute <laughs> drill. Hurry up, yes. offense fashion. Only John Harris can do this. Don't try this at home. And it's coming up next. We'll also have Terrence Brooks. Safety for your Texans. He might play a prominent role back there. DP who catches up with him. And Landry's camp questions all in the next hour here on Texans Training Camp Live.
7: Touchdown!
3: Texans Radio
0: continues in a moment.
7: Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience. Find games, commentary, news, and highlights all in one place. Use the voice remote to get instant access to stats and scores. Just say, show me NASCAR or soccer scores. Plus, get notifications with breaking news alerts and more when the game's about to start. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1
20: to a child time spent outside is never a waste play is a job and a serious one at that and each day is a new opportunity for adventure at texas children's hospital we're all about happy healthy kids and as the official children's hospital of the houston texans and local sponsor of play 60 we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house play never goes out of style At Red Diamond, we know that beating the heat on a hot summer's day isn't always easy. You can try taking a dip at the local pool. Or you can camp out in front of the fan. Does it go any higher? But there's simply nothing more refreshing than the taste of ice-cold, fresh-brewed red diamond tea. (sighs) Red Diamond. Perfect's not easy.
14: Calling all Houston Texans fans. It's time to take it to the house with Ashley Home Store. Enter for a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Texans home game at NRG Stadium. To enter, simply text TEXANS to 797979 or visit any Houston Ashley Home Store location near you. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Enter today only at Ashley Home Store. This is home. Proud partner of the Houston Texans.
22: The Houston Texans want your kid to play flag football. We're teaming up with the YMCA of Greater Houston to offer NFL flag football for boys and girls ages 7 through 13. Flag football is a safe, non-contact way to learn football. This skills-driven sport teaches teamwork, keeps kids physically active, and gets the whole family involved. Register before the deadline on September 3rd, and you are entered to win tickets to a Texans game. Visit HoustonTexans.com slash YMCA flag.
0: more texans radio is on the way
12: what makes one head of lettuce better than another what makes a grape greater at kroger we take scrutinizing freshness to a whole new level where only the best of the best of the best will do we're seriously serious about what goes on our shelves so only the freshest makes the grade that means not every leafy green leaves the field not every cauliflower makes the cut So if we've got it at Kroger, you can bet your bananas that it's not just fresh, it's fresher than fresh. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
8: At Amogee Bank, it's all about relationships. And in talking with our customers, we found a consistent theme.
20: Having a banking professional speak to me on a personal level has meant a lot. Amogee Bank made it happen for us.
8: They make you feel important. You don't get that everywhere.
19: Thank you to Amogee Bank from all of us and all of our families.
8: From our fans to yours. Here's to more family, business, and banking. Amogee Bank, Nines Bank Corporation, NA, and FDIC. Official business bank of the Houston Texans.
12: Hey Texans fans, get to know EVA Air, one of airline rating's top 20 COVID-compliant airlines with seven stars for its safety measures. We're a Star Alliance member and fly Boeing 777s with a business class where you can stay connected on in-flight Wi-Fi or relax and stretch out in a flatbed seat. EVA Air is your best choice for business or leisure. Check schedules and special fares at www.evaair.com. That's evaair.com.
1: Hey, it's David Johnson from the Houston Texans here with my good friend Toro. If you've watched the Texans game, you may have noticed that us players are big and strong and that playing football requires us to be pretty tough. However, that doesn't mean we haven't had to deal with bullying before. If you or someone you know is being bullied, be yourself. Use your voice. Leave and look out for others. Join Toro and I as we take the bull out of bullying presented by NOV. For more information, Visit HoustonTexans.com slash bullying.
14: The Houston
11: Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache recognizes a first responder who has demonstrated excellence in leadership, bravery, and a commitment to Houston. Over the last year, the Texans and Apache have recognized one first responder each month for their service to our community. Each winner receives a custom game ball recognition on HoustonTexans.com, Texans social media, and Texans radio. Learn more and nominate a first responder today at HoustonTexans.com slash Star of Courage.
5: The unforgettable college football Saturday you've been craving is happening right here in Houston. Tickets and suites are on sale now to experience the 2021 Texas kickoff as the Houston Cougars take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders at NRG Stadium Saturday, September 4th. Start off the college football season right to reserve your seats and get details on the latest event news, ticket discounts, and more, go to texaskickoff.com.
11: KILT. KILT FM. HD2 Houston. We're broadcasting live during Texans practices. We're bringing you inside the walls of Camp Casario. Casario. Insider access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. And Odyssey Station. And Odyssey Station. An-
0: Texans training camp is underway. Get all the breaking news, updates, interviews, and more right now at HoustonTexans.com. Now back to Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity.
3: Practice day number six. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris out here with you. And we're with you till next Tuesday, 8 to 10 a.m. And Sean and Seth do the 6 to 8 out here. Then we're on. Then Landry and Lopez. And we've been doing this for years. This is our, top, our first 10 days, first 10 business days of practice program. So we give you exclusive interviews, insight from Johnny Harris. Nobody knows this team like he does. I mean, nobody outside the walls of football operations knows this team the way John Harris does. And up and down the roster, the entire draft, even Nick... Was noting that Johnny's already working on next year's draft.
4: Oh yeah, I got my, I, I'm getting my board, like my board all set. Um, I've got a, I basically have a document where I just track all the different players and try and get a beat on them. I've changed one thing in my draft thing, and I and I think this will be commonplace because all the COVID stuff, you have mm-hmm. no idea who's a junior or a senior or sophomore oh, or yeah. any of that. So I've changed instead of putting the year in which they are, I put. The number of year, like this is the fourth year, this is a fifth year. That way, mm-hmm. I can, I can, I don't have to say, well, he's a redshirt sophomore. I just have to know who's draft eligible. Very NFL like. Yeah, I think I've created something. I'll be very, very pleased when it kind of catches on around. It's going to catch yeah. on.
3: It's a good idea because yeah. it's crazy in college football right now, and who knows what this year does with the Delta variant. And uh, we have fans in attendance here. We Coach do. Cully is actually addressing the fans again, as he will uh-huh. do every day. Drew Doherty introduces him. Drew Doherty's the MC over there. Yeah, Drew Doherty's the hype man. Yep. And uh, but he, I don't think Cully needs anybody. <laughs> I really yeah, don't. that's true. Just pick up the mic and go. He's I mean, awesome.
4: I was gonna say Drew is Flavor Flav and and uh, <laughs> Coach Cully is Chuck D, but doesn't really need Flavor Flav. Of Flav. Coach no. Chuck D does does his own thing. Mm-hmm. He does his own thing. In fact, Chuck D did a rap about the 1971 MLB All Star Game he that he did? put out on his social channels, and I was like. That was nice. I liked it. It was very interesting. That's one of my favorite ones. It was before I was born, but I used to love watching those highlights because Reggie Jackson hits one into the tr- into the transformer. He hits a rocket uh, home run, and it's le- legendary. And I just remember the highlights from that particular All Star game. And so Chuck D did a did a rap, and it was really really cool. I was like, this is I love this. It was really it was really sweet because it was the 50 year anniversary of that All Star game.
3: You know, I once wrote a rap. You did? Uh, jingle for a, an advertiser in Boston when I had my own little advertising agency business in my early 20s, American TV and Appliance Rentals. And if I did the rap for you right now, you'd say, yeah, do that it. is the do it. whitest, most horrible no, do rap. It, do it. Do it. you remember well, it? I'm not going to. Do you remember if, it? If you want a TV or VCR, you don't need credit. You don't need a car. It's not expensive, so don't go mental. Call American TV and Appliance <laughs> Rentals. <laughs> yes. See? Ben, mark that.
4: Mark
17: that. <laughs> no, no, yes. it was terrible.
3: Uh, Martin, get that so i brought it <laughs> I brought it to the urban radio station, and they were dying. they're like. You want us to put this on the air? <laughs> now, I did it with instrumentation and everything. Yeah. And I had my friend play the drums, and I played guitar on it. It was like, Meh, I tried to. But oh. it sounded so white country you, you should, rap. You should have done auto-tune.
4: If you had auto-tune back then, yeah, I know. you could have auto-tuned I it. It might have sounded I really, sound, I really, really sound needed right. somebody
3: else to do it, but uh, what are you going to do? Anyway, the client liked it, and they got results, so <laughs> that's, that's all that all matters.
4: matters. You know, that's all that matters. They would rent you a
3: TV for $5 a week, but you had to pay it to like 20 75 Yeah. And eventually the TV would cost you like $3,000. And that was back in the day when TVs cost like $300. And they do again now. But believe me, that was a tube TV back in the day. (laughs) All right, let's get to this now. Jeez, we are off track. It's Texans training camp live. Team on the field for the most part. Some still in the bubble. In pads, doing their thing, getting ready for the first padded practice of 2021. And as we do or try to do every day at this time, unless I'm rapping it's the position group breakdown, and today, the wide receivers here in the humid tundra of the Houston Methodist Training Center. John Harris breaks them down like nobody else can, and we'll go in no particular order as usual. I want to start with a man that was acquired right before the start of this camp from the Chicago Bears, Anthony Miller.
4: Electric, sudden, twitchy, in and out of his breaks. Got to be more consistent and with his route running. Got to make sure that he is mining his P's and Q's in the offense sometimes when that inside position you're just looking to get open and sometimes that can run counter to what the routes are going on on the outside and you kind of get in the way you know Kiki's had that issue the first you know couple of years a little bit but Miller is, oh boy he is fun to watch
3: all right the veteran the straw that stirs the drink in the position group Brandon Cooks
4: yeah he's he's the truth he is He's the Tarad Taylor of that receiver crew. You think about Tarod, how he kind of calms everything down. Look, when this team needs five yards, speed out, hitch, slant, snag, it's gonna be something to Brandy Cooks. That dude is tough too. To go along with his speed, yeah, he can run. When he goes down a field, I mean he flies. But he really can make those short, quick catches and get up the field and get something as a runner. I really love I love Brandy Cooks. Love him.
3: Alex Erickson, who I know you like, John. He's kind of like a yep. sleeper out here at training camp. He's one of these under-the-radar guys who might mess around and make this team. Yeah, you look up and, oh,
4: 14, man another catch. Oh, got open, made another catch. Completely and totally reliable. I think he's he's probably, he's not as sudden as Anthony Miller, but he can run. And he can make contested catches. Now, he's not asked to make a bunch down the field and do all that, but you look up and you're like, ah, eh, fourteen got open. Shocker. Not really. That's what he does. He just gets open, he catches the football, and he's got the return part to his game that if you've got to make a decision, it comes down to man, do we keep this guy or that guy. Hey, wait a second, Erickson's at least got that punt return ability. Maybe we need to keep him over somebody else.
3: All right, you and I talked to this next young man uh, before camp began, and Chris Moore is just impossible not to like. The guy is tremendous, former Raven. He's here trying to get into the mix.
4: Long arms, and just the way he's built, he reminds me of Chris Hogan from the Patriots who just destroyed us so many years. He's got that speed. He's got long stride. He's made he made the catch a camp I thought on Saturday going down the sidelines making a one hander one handed left handed catch that was phenomenal and you know he's going to be great on special teams and he's played wide receiver for David cully so that's all going to play in for Chris Moore but I I I love him when he signed here I was curious as to what he would bring watching him in OTAs I'm like you know what he's I like him a lot talking to him just sealed the deal like he was just so fun big smile. I think he's got an opportunity. Got to make a few plays to kind of get it going in the right direction. Boy, I see a few guys in jerseys today that I haven't seen, and they're fully padded. Lonnie Johnson being one. I saw Ooh. Cornell Armstrong. Ooh. I saw DeMarcus Walker. Now, we got the notice last night about DeMarcus Walker, but I see one in pads. He's hugging everybody. I see three in pads. That's Cornell Armstrong. That'd be a good day if you get a couple of DBs back. But, oh,
3: getting Lonnie back's big.
4: Yeah, but back to Chris Moore. I think it's just watching him do his work. Uh, as a vet you can trust it in special teams you can trust it as well
3: all right kiki qt it's year four johnny let's
4: go you can tell he's comfortable he's gotten so much more comfortable and it's interesting watching anthony miller and kiki work the same route no run we're gonna run this route the way that they release and get off the ball or get to that spot is so completely different you know in baseball you got pitchers hey throw strikes that's all you got to do. You throw strikes. Well, one guy throws fastball. One guy throws sidearm, underhand side, kind of stuff. They have such different approaches in how they're going to do things. But Kiki's sudden start-stop can be a problem for a lot of DBs. And I think he had a lot of confidence on the last, last part of last year. Ke'an Crosson said he got that confidence at the end of last year, getting three or four starts at the end of the year. I think Kiki got that at the end of the year. He was more part of the offense. I think having Kiki and Anthony, I know people are kind of pitting that are pitting those get those two against each other. I don't think so. I think you can actually use both. To be honest with you, seventeen game season, and kind of know the injury history of, of Kiki in particular, I, I don't know that you could pick one or the other. I, I want to have both. All
3: right, Chris Conley. We also caught up with him. You've heard a couple of interviews with him, and he's the one who said if Chewbacca were on the team, they'd have to coach him <laughs> out of removing the arms from people. So I love him already. What about as a player here, Johnny?
4: Yeah, he's literally just can go. But he's so deliberate in his routes. I mean, it is, you tell him to run an in route, it's going to be a 90-degree in route. I mean, it is just to a T, And he's caught the ball, I thought, pretty well. I know there were times over the years that the knock on Collin was probably not as good with his hands as you'd like him to be. But he is, when I say fast, he gets up on people so quickly for a big guy. His stride just eats up so much room. So I'm curious to see what he can do, um, especially being a factor in the in the deep ball part of the offense. But just being a guy that you get the ball in the hands and to just watch him do his do his work athletically, he's
3: off the charts athletically. All right, Andre Roberts, return man extraordinaire, veteran. It's Look, if you remove him from this team, that means you found an outstanding return, man. Yeah. Does he do enough as a receiver to make the squad because he's so good at returning the football? When,
4: you wa- uh, when I've watched him as a receiver, I have been pretty impressed. Mm-hmm. He has won a number of times in coverage. He's done really good things as a wide receiver. But he's so good as a returner. Not that I don't want him as a receiver. I think he could be one of those guys that you rely on if it comes to that. But for the most part, he's a a return guy that can play receiver. And I'm I'm okay with that. Um, Now, some other things they've got to shake out roster-wise to make sure that you can have the luxury of keeping a returner that doesn't specialize in being a receiver. But I think if you put Andre Roberts in the game because you had to, I think you'd be totally fine with it.
3: All right, let's get to the next one here. Isaiah Coulter, he's in his second year out of URI, drafted last year. Look, last year's rookie class, we've talked about them a bunch, how they were deprived of the offseason, the preseason games. How's Coulter doing in year two?
4: Yeah, I think he's actually had some nice days in camp, to be honest. It's not perfect. There are still some things coming around, but the difference in last year to this year is night and day. Now, he's got to do that with pads on. He's got to make sure that he becomes – that guy that Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll are looking for when the twos and threes go on the field. Like, it's got to be, hey, 82 is the one guy we can rely on. And that's really where he's got to continue to make his mark. I think, but he's, he's still sort of up and down. There are some times where you go, ah, dang it, Isaiah, you got to make this play, got to make that play. And it goes back to what we are talking about with Nico Collins. You got to match the routine. Isaiah's gotten better with the routine plays. But he's got something. There's something there. I don't want to give up on Isaiah Coulter at all. But, boy, this is a tough nut to crack with the receiver position.
3: From a rookie last year to a rookie this year, impossible not to notice. Third-round draft choice, Nico Collins. Yeah,
4: I don't want to spend too much time we talked about him earlier, but he'll pick it off the top of a guy's head. He's, he, you know, he's a little bit taller version of Chris Conley, maybe not as fast. But you can see the receiver skills on top of the athleticism. That's what – stands out to me and the more and more that he's around i mean how often we've seen rookies a couple days here at the start of camp you get excited and then they're gone for a week because they tweak tammy tweak calf something going on if he can just stay healthy and be out here and keep stacking those days together there's no telling where he's going to be
3: all right what about damon hazelton
4: i've watched damon back going back to his days at virginia tech and i always thought that there was something athletically i liked about him Got to work on the hands. Hands have got to be a little bit more consistent. I think that's the big thing for him. Because as an athlete, I think he's pretty good as an athlete. Hands have got to be a little bit more consistent for Damian. Okay. Did I forget it? Oh, Jordan VC, new guy. Jordan VC came from out of the, the Hub Football Network. If you haven't heard of this, basically it's kind of like this, uh, I don't want to call it 24-7, 365 tryout sort of system. But that's kind of what it is. And so he was going through that process. He's six. 263, 220. When he walked on the field one day and went, the first day I went, Who's that? That guy's yeah. built really, really well. I've watched him catch the ball. He's made a few adjustment catches where he's running one way, the ball's behind him, he makes the catch. I don't know if he's a guy that can can crack the roster, but that's a guy you might want to keep around, kind of like Rod Johnson a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You knew Rod was not gonna make the five, but you felt like, hey man, if we get some time to work with him in our system. Maybe there's a chance we can get something out of him. Maybe he's never more than a, a, a three or a four. But there's some athleticism here that we can work with with VC. So I'm excited to see what he does for the rest of the camp.
3: And that's it for the receivers. Wait, did I forget anybody? No. I think I got them all. No. I think I got them all.
4: Did I do that in a rapid enough fashion? I think mm-hmm. I did.
3: Okay, uh, report about quarterback attendance here as the team is in pads mm-hmm. for the first day. I see three quarterbacks out there. I see reports here that uh, Watson yep. is not at practice. Yeah, I've been
4: watching. I don't, I don't see him. Okay. I have not seen him thus far at practice. So it is Driscoll, Mills, and Taylor from what I can tell. And it's pretty interesting to watch all this happen in real time because it's all right. I mean, I, I can see that he's not there, but I'm watching all the different media members like on their phone. Like, John you know, watch it out here. Like, bang, tweet. Get it out. Tweet, 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 tweet. Get tweet, tweet.
3: it out social media. Yep, yep, of course. Well, that's the world we live in right oh, now, yeah, is it course. not? I mean, that's just what we got to do. Now, yeah, what they have to do in the defensive backfield is make plays today as the team is in padded for the first time. Did we say that enough yet? Terrence Brooks is a receiver who's been around the block a, a bit. TB. Oh, did I say a receiver? Yeah, because I mean, we were talking about receivers. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, you know what it is? I'm, like, looking at the receivers over here, and I just said the word receiver. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a DB, but he's a, he's a safety. Now, on the <laughs> roster here, they have them all listed <laughs> as DBs. I mean, the DL one is funny because they have 15 guys, and they're all DL, and they're very different. I mean, yes. Jacob Martin is built extremely differently from Big Z. Yes. The Lufa High?
4: Aloofahai.
3: Aloofahai. Yeah. Aloofahai. Azoya Aloofahai. Yeah. I got the name right. You got it right. We're good. You know, We're you helped me now. out with that. Yeah. Azoya Aloofahai. Aloofahai, number 98 in your program. Anyway, let's go back Big to the DBs hearts. here as Terrence Brooks plays safety. DB. And Deepy Sidhu caught up with him in the Deep Slant interview.
19: Terrence, you're one of many guys that joined this team this offseason, so let's start there. What's the transition been like for you? How have you been adjusting to this new team?
1: Uh, It's been pretty smooth. I'm from Florida, so I love the South, so being back here just feels like home to me. But um, being around a good group of guys, uh, former Patriots where I was last year, um, it just feels good, just very smooth when we came in. Everybody's got that buy-in mindset, so I love it so far.
19: You've got a few teammates that you've played with in the past, right? Jordan Jenkins, mm-hmm. Andre Roberts. So what's it like seeing some familiar faces around the building?
1: Oh, it feels good, man, being able to connect with guys right away and uh, know you have that common goal with each other and you guys have been there before. It just feels good to like, pretty much just get the ball rolling. I mean, as soon as we got here, we all like saw each other were very happy about it, and it just felt comfortable. So I feel like when you get that type of atmosphere within the team and that, and that carries on to the field, it only does good for you.
19: How about playing in Levy Smith's defense? I know this offseason he talked a lot about getting more takeaways, and it seems like you guys are really doing that here in training camp. So what has the emphasis been like on on takeaways, and, and how do you guys get to that point where in camp you're really starting to get some?
1: I mean, mainly we just want a lot of guys flying around. That's basically what we want, a lot of vision on the ball, and that's what we've been doing. And you get a lot of guys who are excited to come out here and play just to get back into football and get that flow going again. So when you get guys like that and excited about ball and coming out here, it only makes good plays for you.
19: What's the toughest part of the transition to this new defense? you got a new defensive coordinator. You're new yourself. You've got a lot of new players. In the backfield specifically, is it communication? Is it chemistry? What's it? What's going to be the big challenge you work on in camp?
1: Um, it, it's all of that. I mean, accountability is a big thing, too. You expect guys to go in and put the work in and study and just go out there and have great communication with each other. You don't want to be quiet on defense. You want to make sure you talk and be able to get that good chemistry with each other. But um, for the most part, a lot of guys have been pros out here and they've been doing what they're supposed to do to get the job done.
19: All right, I was looking at your Instagram, so impressed with the photography skills because you just have these really amazing shots. So tell me a little bit about how you got into photography, and have you found any places in Houston that you really want to shoot?
1: Um, I really got into it with my first son Uh, when he was born. I just wanted a a good camera for him to get some good quality pictures, and I kind of just fell into it. I started doing some uh, interviews and some uh, interning with uh, the Players' Tribune, so I kind of kept rolling with that. And as for Houston, it's been all football for me. So I'll get out there at some point, but right now we're all ball right now.
19: All right, we're looking forward to it, and we've seen you ball out here in camp and continue to have a great camp Thank you
1: so much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you.
3: D.B. City, the Deep Slant interview presented by Xfinity, and Terrence Brooks, the guest, and he's got that hobby of photography. It's hard to maintain your hobbies when you're a professional football player. But, Johnny, I think it's every adult. I saw a tweet about <laughs> it was something about on a dating app somebody said – uh yeah, they want to know what my hobbies are. Look, I'm in my 30s. I'm working. I got no <laughs> hobbies. All right, I come home and I go to sleep or I watch TV. Are you, you kidding? Mean, you know uh... those dating apps? My gosh. So anyway, uh, Terrence Brooks has a hobby of photography. We have a great photographer, Zach Tarrant. He's oh, ZT's outstanding. great. Outstanding, ZT. It's and it's at ZTZEETEE, yeah, or the ZT or something. I don't know. Yeah. We we do give them credit from time to time, but look, if we did it on every tweet, we'd have no room to caption anything else but if you've noticed the definite difference in our photography in the last few years it's because of zach he's just incredible yep. and i tweet out some of his pictures i don't think he likes it when i just screenshot something and tweet it out you know, like, this morning no. I had a picture of the stadium with the clouds. No, he wants me to do the, you know, all the pixels and get it right from the file. I'm like, dude, I'm just, uh, you know, I just got my you phone n- here. But
4: you should you should know better because you know artist types.
3: I know. You know artists. He's an artist. And he
4: went to Savannah College of Art and Design like someone in my family. So, Ooh. Yeah. So, I didn't
3: know this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. really? Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah, there's that,
4: that, that artist vibe. And you see that with the shots he takes. And it's I, I'm always, I've always been one. You, you know how I am. I, I love to talk to people about their craft and how they work their craft. And watching him during practice is really interesting because you'll see him, and he's down on a knee on the side, and he's taking a shot. I'm like, man, I wonder what that will look like when it comes out. Then you see the photo, and you're like, oh, that was cool. That's really neat. He had one the other day at the angle that he was taking, and a guy was catching a pass kind of above his head, and it was just from the waist up, and it was just blue sky with white clouds in it. It was the coolest oh, shot. that's a great shot. It was such great a cool shot. shot. He's got really a lot
3: neat. of cool ones like that. A lot of black and white fun stuff. Oh, black and white stuff as well. Great. All right, so tell me something uh, because you know how I love special teams practice at training camp. Uh-huh. Not really, but today in pads, they're going to go at it a little bit differently, right?
4: I would think. I mean, special teams is going on right now. Well, with the gunners
3: and everything, you were talking about gunner drills and all that. They want to get a little bit of contact, right, just to see if you can hustle downfield in pads the quickest. I think you'll see more of that.
2: Mm -hmm.
4: But the operational stuff, they've been working on early in practice. So it's kind of like get the operational stuff out of the way and then just let these guys eat the pads on for a while well
3: another thing i wanted to ask you is what differences do you notice in the way this camp is run as far as practice versus previous Hmm. years and we saw look in the o'brien era things evolved over time as the staff changes certain elements change and as the coach evolves in his development as well with kubiak we saw changes uh throughout his tenure with capers Look, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. I don't remember everything about it. But I do remember that I don't remember seeing as much of the, uh, look, the ones going against the ones and the twos going against the twos on different ends of the fields. We did see some of that in the O'Brien era. Two I feel like stuff. I, yeah. I feel like I see a ton more of that now than I used to. That just feels some, like it's a lot more.
4: Well, that, that's become kind of a hot thing throughout. Yeah, some, one, one team did it, and you realize, wait, we can get double the reps here. Yep. And then whatever group you didn't watch live, you can go back and watch the other group on tape. Yep. So you get more reps that way, mm-hmm. more, more team reps that way. Everybody kind of shares and all that. I think, that's, I think that's just become more common across the, the league and in football the last probably five to seven years. I think probably, <laughs> probably the one thing that stands out the most is it's quieter. Now, the music plays. Right. But it's quieter. And,
3: and you don't hear as much yelling is you that don't, what you're telling you don't me
4: hear uh as as much of that and and that i think helps but ev- everything else i mean look the the there hasn't been as much situational work yet now i got a feeling that's coming that's coming but um other than that i mean it's look it's it's ball practice yeah i mean just the things you're doing you're running you're running all through all your routes getting through all your route trees you're doing all those different things the one other thing that's more result-oriented than process-oriented. Is uh, it, feel, it feels cleaner? It feels cleaner. I don't feel like I'm watching a bunch of false start penalties and doing all that that. Isn't kind. that
3: interesting? Why? How is know. that? I, how I is that?
4: I don't know. It just feels cleaner. And look, sometimes in the off-season, you kind of think about things as a coach, as a coordinator, whatever, and you go, you know, something hey, with this this cadence is not working for us. Mm-hmm. Let's try this. Maybe we're, we're more apt to do this. Or hey, let's allow our quarterbacks to not stand to the line, figure out the mic, do all that, do all that. Now, maybe maybe Trudeau does things different than Deshaun did him. I mean, who? Hard to really say
3: from that perspective. But it just has felt cleaner on both sides of the ball. One thing I'm looking forward to. Well, maybe I'm not really looking forward to this as much as uh, I wanted to tease. But how? people's preseason prognostication will go regarding this team how it will change based on what they're seeing here and what they see in the preseason games coming up a week from Saturday by the way when the Texans take on the Packers at Lambeau Field all right coming up Landry's camp questions it's going to wrap it up for us we're going to go around the league again and the AFC South and how things are changing in the division and update you and highlight a few things that are going on here at the first padded practice it's Texans training camp live
0: More on the latest
7: from training camp is next on Texans Radio. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience. Find games, commentary, news, and highlights all in one place. Use the voice remote to get instant access to stats and scores. Just say, show me NASCAR or soccer scores. Plus, get notifications with breaking news alerts and more when the game's about to start. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1 hey this is keith papa
9: john's here and guess what we've done it we finally came out with what i consider the best pizza ever it's our new epic stuffed crust pizza only at papa john's that's right we took our wonderful crust fresh dough and rolled into it 100% mozzarella cheese and now you get an extra cheesy pizza when you order get a large one topping in the epic stuffed crust for just 12 bucks better ingredients better pizza and now best stuff crushed around papa john's houston teachers and parents are
12: you looking for an educational resource to keep your students engaged the houston texans toro and conoco phillips have partnered together to provide toro's math drills toro's math drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions multiplication division and place value all while having fun Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the Kids' School Program page and run your students through Toro's Math Drills. Presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans!
9: Welcome to
17: Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live poker, and off track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality, Cachada style, at Cachada Casino Resort, Louisiana's best
0: bet. Lots more to break down.
17: He's in! Touchdown, Houston!
0: Next on Texans Radio.
20: At Red Diamond, we know that beating the heat on a hot summer day isn't always easy. You can try taking a dip at the local pool. Cannonball! Or you can camp out in front of the fan. Does it go any higher? But there's simply nothing more refreshing than the taste of ice-cold, fresh-brewed Red Diamond tea. Red Diamond, perfect's not easy.
22: Transocean loves Houston, and Houston loves football. From Friday night lights to Texans game day, everybody rallies around football. But behind the scenes of every game is another great Houston institution, oil. It takes a company like Transocean to unlock this valuable resource from the deepest depths and farthest reaches around the globe. As the leading offshore driller, they've tackled every challenge head-on and have the stats to back it up. Transocean is service-focused, data-driven, and performance-oriented. Check them out at deepwater.com.
2: Super Bowl 56 is heading to SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And On Location can make your whole weekend unforgettable. With On Location, you can enjoy pre-game parties. Choose from an incredible selection of game time seats. And get unmatched access throughout it all. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. And the only way to experience the ultimate Super Bowl. Visit nflonlocation.com slash Super Bowl for more information. That's nflonlocation.com slash Super Bowl.
0: The sights, the sounds, nothing compares to Houston Texans football at NRG Stadium. And we can't wait to welcome you back this season. From joining in on the best tailgating in the NFL to cheering on your Texans at kickoff or biting into savory food selections like Killen's mouthwatering barbecue, you'll have plenty of chances to make game day memories with your family and friends. Experience game day together and get your 2021 Texan season tickets by visiting HoustonTexans.com tickets.
21: When it comes to buying a home, look to the experts at TDECU. We're made for this market with quick pre-qualifications so you can make a competitive offer fast. We have unique options for you like no money down or up to 103% financing. TDECU Mortgage is here for you. If you can't find the home that's right for you, build it with a great construction loan. You've got this. TDECU Mortgage. We make home happen. Visit TDECU.org for details. Equal housing lender.
11: We're the only media outlet taking you inside Camp Caseria with exclusive player interviews.
13: First-year running back of the Texans, Philip Lindsay.
15: This is a great crew of running backs. Probably one of the best I've ever been around.
11: Regular talks with GM Nick Casario.
13: We've been calling it Camp Casario. Good morning. Not sure who came up with that moniker, but yeah, we'll have some fun with it.
11: And Hall of Famer John McClain.
6: The offensive line is going to be better than a lot of people think. We're
11: live from Camp Casario daily with everything you need to know as it happens. Insider access, exclusive content, sports radio, 610. The Texans play here since play here since play here since play. play
0: Now Texans training camp live continues.
3: We had Greg Grissom, president of the Texans on yesterday, and we talked about the mini stadium they built around this practice facility here, the Houston Methodist Training Center in the shadows of NRG Stadium, and it's all covered up. And I was up there yesterday, Johnny. They've got a hospitality area. They've got the stands and the Odyssey team. That's the uh, radio company that owns Sports Radio 610 and the Bull 100.3 FM, our two flagships, and numerous other radio stations in Houston. And their crowd was up there. They were enjoying it. It really feels like you're in an established sort of stadium up there. Yeah. like Or, you know, a stadium, a small stadium, sure. as it were. But it's a really cool setup here. It's jam-packed today, team in pads, and they're getting ready for a little offense, defense, 11-on-11 11 11 here. But I think this is the half-speed stuff, right? Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. They're not going yeah. This full is, yet. Yeah, they're not going full yet. I
4: have not seen the practice schedule. I wish I had gotten a peek at it because I want to see. Well, the first day in pads, some coaches decide – We'll kind of go through our pre-practice stuff. We'll do our stretching and activation. The first thing out of it, go line, let's go. Mm-hmm. That's when the pads really go, you know, get popped and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we'll see. But, yeah, this is uh, this is just going through, kind of jogging. is like, called a jog through. Oh, yeah, actually says up on the board, jog through, OD jog through. And you're just getting a look at where guys are lining up, what the look is, hey, this is what it needs to be, make all your communication calls, both offense and defense,
3: and then you just kind of jog through your responsibility. I don't want to read too much into O-line combinations. They do a lot of different stuff here at camp. But I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Be- and I, Look, I'll just say it. Like Titus is going to move around. He has been moving around, right, Johnny? Yep. Where have you seen him? You've seen him at right tackle, of course. Yes. We've seen him at left tackle when Laramie yes. takes a breath. Uh, we've seen him at guard, yep. and he's at guard right now a little yep. bit. And on Laramie's side, which is kind of interesting, Charlie Heck, who we interviewed the other day, uh, interesting player in year two refined his body a lot in the off season, and mccray justin mccray's been in there a lot at right guard uh but max sharping's getting a little taste right is, was he out there a moment ago yeah max yeah max was on the other okay. side so that max titus at the two guard spots yeah and uh charlie heck at the right tackle
4: spot so you know titus is and will move around he has played he played a game in 2019 yeah The second game, who do we play in the second game, the Jags? Those Jags, that was Justin Reed to stop at the goal line, right? Yep. Yeah, that was game two. So he played guard in that game, and then the next week he moved out to right tackle, and then that was the five against the Chargers in week three. And I remember, holy cow, okay, this is the line it's going to be because Sharpie's moving to guard. Oh, wow, okay, wasn't sure that was happening, and all of a sudden Titus moving to right tackle. And I thought, man, if they're going to do this against Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And then that, day, that offensive line was tremendous that day. I think Deshaun got hit twice in that game. So that's the line they expected to see. It just didn't come together that last year. That was a fun
3: game against the that Chargers really, out there. It didn't
4: start off. You remember how that game started? Do you remember how that game Pick. started? No. Deshaun went to throw a screen. The screen was, was stopped. So when he went to throw it, he threw it backwards. Oh,
3: it was a backwards fumble. That's right. And that's right. Desmond
4: King... Picked it up and ran for the end zone. And luckily, Max tackled him about the five-yard line. I think they ended So he up tried to kill the play. Yeah, he tried to kill
3: the play, but he threw it backwards. So it was a lateral. It's a live ball. King picked it up, scored. And no, he didn't see- score. He got down inside the five. Max okay, tackled him. All right, that's right. But that's they, right. Scored af- they scored after that. Because I remember thinking, okay. I remember this- there was some sort of offensive disaster.
4: Yeah, and that's how it started. But then once it got rolling. Aikens, huge day. Huge day. He had the two touchdowns. Uh, in that game, the running game got going. Zach Cuttingham had a big, big force fumble on Rivers. When the Texans had taken the lead, I think, in the third quarter, Rivers started to scramble, and Zach popped it out, or Whitney popped it out, and Zach picked it up. They ended up turning that into a touchdown, what I think became the Aikens' touchdown at the end. Here's my favorite part about the whole – I mean, it was such a great game. But here's my favorite part. So Jordan Aikens is our player of the game. I'm standing outside because some of the visiting lockers, especially in that building, not big. So we'll take the interview outside to kind of get out of the chaos. So we're about halfway through our post-game interview, and a door opens, and I just see this. Yo, dog, that was some good. It was Snoop Dogg. That was the best part. (laughs) It was awesome. He just interrupted the interview, and I didn't realize it at the time, but he used the word you can't say on the radio. Yeah. And I didn't know it. I didn't hear that part. But he said it and I just was and I was like it was so thrilling to just even be within within, you know, earshot of Snoop Dogg but he came in the locker room, he broke everybody down, he was shaking everybody's hand, and then on his way out, he just kinda jumped in, kinda video bombed our, our post game and it was awesome. I mean Love the video I think Jordan Akins and I could probably talk about that forever. Hey man, you mean a time in Los Angeles when we beat the Chargers and you and I were doing an interview, and Snoop Dogg stepped in. I, I <laughs> love fun. that.
3: Look, I know Snoop Dogg can uh, be a fan of a lot of winning teams. Okay? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's he jumped a on a bandwagoner, but that's he's fine. He's jumped on a lot of bandwagons. But to have a little slice of that was really nice because we don't go to L.A. much. And when you do and you win, you hope that Snoop Dogg shows up in your locker room yes. and has some fun. Now, uh, there's a return today. I don't know if you spot this one yet, Johnny. I'm sure you have. There are a bunch of them. All right, but there's a a big one, I think, at a position group that could really use him. Now, we've had some good playmaking out of that position group so far, and I've highlighted some of the the under-the-radar guys, but this is a guy that you need because he's a great blocker and can catch the football and can escort people into the end zone with him, and that would be one Farrow Brown, who's turned into a real nice contributor for this team. Look, we had Darren Fells here for a couple of years, and that was great. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, look, I I was a little surprised that they didn't opt back in to the Fells experiment, but they felt like they were going to get that out of Brown, I would imagine, blocking, receiving the way he played last year. So I like it. I'm here for it. Absolutely.
4: I didn't know he was coming back. You know, with guys that have been on NFI, you just— You never know. You never know when they're coming back, but there are four guys actually in pads today. Now, how much they do, we don't know Mm -hmm. because it's the first day back. But DeMarcus Walker, that was announced in the
3: transaction yesterday that he was activated from NFI. And you pointed this out last night that he had more sacks than anybody on this roster last year. Yeah, anybody on the roster, anybody in the roster, nobody had more than DeMarcus Walker at four and a half. Wow. And he's a
4: Sandalwood guy from Jacksonville. So I had a chance to talk to him the other day about that. So we got that Jacksonville connection. But, hey, he's a guy, and this will blow your mind when you see him because he's wearing number 44 and he plays inside. Oh, Johnny. (laughs)
13: No.
4: It's going to, yeah. But he's back. But you mentioned Farrell Brown is back, and the two DBs are back, Lonnie Johnson uh, and uh, Cornell Armstrong. So I think from the NFI list, that's pretty close to almost everybody. I think but, so.
3: I think so. How about that NFI be- list? You're- now the
4: the pup list still has Lane Taylor and Marcus Cannon. I can't wait to see those guys get back. But look, it's not the pertinent for veterans of their caliber. But I would because I would like to see them get back because look, Lane Taylor's not played a lot of football the last couple years. Marcus didn't play any football last year. Mm -hmm. So they got to knock off some rust. I don't want them doing that in week one against Josh Allen
3: and Caleb on chase on and the guys in Jacksonville. Uh You know what I mean? You want to build chemistry. I mean, those guys could could consider those projected starters on this team. I just like the depth on the O-line. I think that's that's an undersung asset about the 2021 Texans. I get all the narratives out there, especially from the outside looking in, the media, whatever. But... Offensive line, and look, 6'10's promo, McLean talking about, the offensive line is going to be better than people think. Yep. I think this defense is going to be better than people think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just pointed out the lack of sacks that exist on the roster based on the year-ago production, but they're going to have to do it by committee. Maybe somebody flashes. Maybe Jacob Martin finally emerges. I don't know how that all goes down, but somebody— they, I think they just have to do it, like I said, collectively yes. as an ensemble— and get after the quarterback that way. What's interesting,
4: we did an interview with Jacob Martin the other day, but he came in, he was wearing sweats, and he was sitting next to us. I didn't really, like, make a note, of, like, he's bigger, he's not. Today I went down to get my, my uh, connects on the little tracking yep. device, social distancing device, and I got it, and I was walking away, and I, I about ran into him because I was kind of just not paying attention, as I should have been. And I look up, and I'm like, dang, who is it? That's too big. I was like, "It's Jacob? Like, just legs and everything just much bigger than I remember ever seeing him around the building. Well, he's playing defensive end now, and he loves
3: it. He said that's why he was drafted. All right, coming up, Landry's camp questions. Always interesting as we wrap it up on Texans Trading Camp Live. Don't miss a single
0: thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio.
2: The Texans and Amogee Bank are proud to call Houston home. We believe that small businesses are vital to our local community. We're joining forces to help during these challenging times with the Houston Texans Small Business Boost, presented by Amogee Bank. Do you know a small business who makes the community a better place? Nominate them today, and they could win $2,500 cash, special promotion from the Houston Texans, and exclusive event invitations from Amoji Bank. Find out more at HoustonTexans.com slash
16: business boost. It's
20: the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, then creamy pepper sauce, and just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger.
12: What if your preferred hospital could also be your primary care provider? At Houston Methodist, we go beyond hospital care, offering you everything from flu shots to well-woman exams to managing your weight and cholesterol. And our primary care doctors and specialists are connected all across the city. So whatever the need, wherever you live, we can be there for you.
16: Visit HoustonMethodist.org to find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine camp casario
11: is not open to the general public this year but of course we've got your exclusive hookup win tickets to texans training camp presented by xfinity with five chances to win daily your next chance to snag a pair of tickets to friday's practice is tomorrow between 7 45 and eight with Payne and pendergast as we're literally taking you inside camp casario Insider access, exclusive content, Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here.
0: More Texans radio is on the way.
20: At Red Diamond, we know that beating the heat on a hot summer's day isn't always easy. You can try taking a dip at the local pool. Or you can camp out in front of the fan. Does it go any higher? But there's simply nothing more refreshing than the taste of ice-cold, fresh-brewed Red Diamond tea. Red Diamond. Perfect's not easy.
5: The unforgettable college football Saturday you've been craving is happening right here in Houston. Tickets and suites are on sale now to experience the 2021 Texas kickoff as the Houston Cougars take on the texas tech red raiders at nrg stadium saturday september 4th start off the college football season right to reserve your seats and get details on the latest event news ticket discounts and more go to texaskickoff.com
16: the houston texan scratch ticket from the texas lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to one hundred thousand dollars And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane. VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit TXLottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. What does it mean to be the energy behind the Houston Texans? At
11: Reliant, it means powering NRG Stadium and homes of Texans fans across our hometown and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant,
0: proud to be the official energy provider of the Houston Texans.
12: PUCT number 1007.
0: Tickets are on sale now to see your Houston Texans take on marquee matchups like the Seahawks, Patriots, Rams, Jets, and Chargers. Don't miss the best game day atmosphere in Houston when you visit NRG Stadium for national halftime acts, local Houston food options, and the best tailgating in the NFL. Get your tickets at HoustonTexans.com slash tickets. To guarantee the best seats at the best price, get your season tickets today, and you'll get benefits all year round. Visit HoustonTexans.com slash tickets. Slash tickets. Um, slash. They're back in action, and you're right there with them. It's Texans Training Camp Live.
3: Yes, it is. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. Team and pads huddling up about to do some serious serious knocking around here at the Houston Methodist Trading Center. And joining us right now, Landry Locker with Landry's Camp Questions. All right, Vandy, I know you're fired up about it.
13: I've felt that hate for Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I've felt that hate for Indianapolis. I'm starting to feel some hate from Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to feel the hate for Jacksonville. So I just want to start you off right now. Give me a win total for America's team right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love it. I love
3: it. You are just poking the bear here, man. They're
13: not even for You
3: know what? The media doesn't like Urban Meyer, but they like him as an NFL coach. I don't know why. They didn't like him in college, and he was hugely successful. I'm not talking about how good he is. I'm just talking about whether people like him or not. But now they love him as the Jaguars coach. They love Trevor Lawrence, which is fine. He seems like a good guy, Whatever. A win total for the Jags. Five. 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 I think th- that might be pushing it. John. Six. Harris. Six. Five and six. six. Yeah. I think six. I think it's. Yeah, look, and that look, defense.
13: Whoa, whoa. That
4: defense is still not where it needs to be. I what know about the O-line? Had, and they've added some pieces. They got Cam Robinson back, but I don't know if he's going to be the long-term fix. But look, James Robinson Travis Etienne, they've got a couple of guys that can pound the rock. Yeah, so they're gonna get the, they're gonna get the rock a lot. They'll run some play action off of that. They'll mix in some RPOs with Trevor, but they've got more perimeter player talent than they've had. I think Visca's due for a big year.
3: God, oh yeah, man. I don't like him. Jeez, he's good.
5: The La dudes Vizca that Chenault. went to DeSoto
4: are just. Uh, Ridiculous.
5: You know,
3: uh, here's the thing about the Jags, and everyone looks at the week one matchup like, maybe they can win that game. Look, yeah, maybe you can win that game. But you forget that over the years, the Jags have sometimes been a tougher than expected out, even when they weren't good like two years ago. Johnny was talking about the game. You need the goal line stop for for the two-point conversion. Otherwise, you'll lose that game you go to Owen 2 that year a disaster. That was the
13: D stiffens call by the way, one of my favorites that you've ever had. <laughs> the D stiffens
3: that that lives Everything. on on in okay. the loop. Trust me, say, the D stiffens. You know what in golf and football, <laughs> you could say that's what she said after just about every oh, phrase. Oh, the only thing better is if Reggie Bush had
4: been the running back, but oh, that would have been oh, the only one, anyways. Okay, next question.
13: All right, this is uh interesting. I, I think it's very intriguing that we have two guys activated today when the pads come on. Yep. Uh, Lonnie Johnson and Pharaoh Brown. Little known fact about Pharaoh Brown. Uh, he's a big taco salad connoisseur. Did you guys know that? Interesting.
3: I, I did not know that taco he's a taco salad. Sal- but how can you be a taco salad connoisseur? He, he has
13: oh. been known to mix it up. Uh, he'll go with mm-hmm. the chili cheese, Fritos, the crunch, all that. We actually asked him about it, but I want to ask you guys this. What is the best company that chips can have for a treat? Is it nachos? Is it taco salad? Is it chips and guac? Is it chips and salsa? Is it chips and queso? Okay. What's the best company chips can
3: have? Oh, John, I,
4: I just think I just think you go chips and queso, like
3: done. I mean, it's it's on.
4: And by the way, if any place ever charged you for chips
3: and salsa? Never walk no, in that no, place No, no, they again. should never charge for that. But, but the that guac, happens. the guac is extra and the queso yeah. is extra. I'm but, good with that. Though. Landry, I'll pay extra for good queso. You take a chip and you put a little queso and guac and pico on the chip. So you make a nacho as you go, right? I love nachos, but very often it's uneven. I don't get everything I want on every chip. But if I can just operate that way with the chip, the guac, the pico, the queso all on one chip, and keep doing that. That's like the best thing ever.
4: Underrated, underrated for the uh, for chips. You give me a little bit of sour cream, really. You put yeah, absolutely straight. If I have to, if I have to. But I, mm. I like going queso-sour cream. I like that combination for some right. reason. Uh,
13: help me understand the uh, the interior O-line battle, uh, John. I know there's some new names. We know that Max Sharping's there. But specifically with the guards, help me understand what I need to be looking for, who I need to be watching for, especially with Marcus Cannon uh, not on the field. What about that interior O-line? Help me understand that.
4: Well, I think the, the total X factor is Titus. I think he is the complete total X factor. The more that we see him play guard, I think the more we see him play guard, the more that tells us about what they think about Marcus Cannon mm. playing tackle. So I, I, I keep an eye on Titus, to be honest with you. I think Titus moving back and forth between guard and tackle, getting reps at both, I think is going to help. But that's the, that, to me, is the key. And also, Lane Taylor, when he comes back, when Lane Taylor comes back, what's he got left in the tank? Because... That could make that decision on the other side. Right now it's Max, and Max has looked solid. That's what you – the way that Max has played, I know I had no pads on, but just watching Max, this is what he looked like in 2019. But he even said he had an offseason. Mm-hmm. He stayed around Houston, really worked here with the training staff, and felt very prepared for this particular season. So I think Max stays on his trajectory. I think he's got the one spot. Titus is the one to keep an eye on. I think Titus kind of
3: – where Titus goes – Then changes everything on the offensive line. It's a great point about their thoughts on Cannon's health because he's the only one who could start a tackle, at right tackle, other than Howard, in their mind, you would think. You you would think. You could start Rod, but. Or Charlie Charlie Heck? You, start you, Heck? you could, but I don't think they would move um, Titus inside no, to wouldn't. start Heck. No, I don't think you would do that. Sulla. I they think would you do it would to move start the start for Marcus.
13: All yeah. right, this is the final one, and I want to incorporate some Astros. Astros are basically going to mm. what I'm calling hell on earth today. I think this is going to be the most rowdy environment that any Houston team has ever endured, yeah. specifically during a regular mm. season, going to Los Angeles. What is the most harassing, relentless road atmosphere that you guys have seen and it doesn't have to be texans but you guys have covered a lot of football games the most rowdy you've ever seen
4: playoff game at kansas city i thought the whole thing was caving in on my head during the run from 24 to nothing to 28 24 it was armageddon it was so loud in that building and it was cold and they were scoring and then the it just kept amplifying in the crowd, and they've been sitting on her hands. They yeah. were like, "We got to buy," and they're doing this to us, and yeah. then all of a sudden, when it came back, so kind of electrifyingly,
3: the first roar was just—you know—that was just, that was hitting the iceberg, and then the boat started to sink. yep uh, For me, outside the stadium, it's Morgantown, West Virginia, rolling in there with the Miami Hurricanes. When you go anywhere with the Miami Hurricanes on the bus. It is, it's on. It is on. Back in the day with all those guys. The, the fans were vicious. And in Morgantown, you have little old ladies flipping you the bird. Mm. So that's pretty nasty. Philadelphia, by oh, the way, yeah. with a, as a pro team, yes. you roll through those parking lots, and they are pretty nasty. You,
13: you mentioned Iceberg. I, I want This is going to be real quick. and yeah. this is. It, there's a lot of thoughts, so I'm kind of putting you guys out there. Who's the most under-the-radar evil movie character ever? Because you mentioned Titanic. Is it Rose from Titanic, or is it Jenny from Forrest Gump?
3: <laughs> evil.
13: Because I think Jenny's the biggest witch in movie history. Really? Rose also was kind of selfish, too. Jenny
3: always. Leaves, you know. What do you do? It's got to be Jenny.
13: It's got to be. She didn't tell him he had a kid till
3: like six years after. Why why is Rose evil? She doesn't let him on the on the floating. First of all, she throws away that diamond. You don't think your grandkids could use that money? Please don't throw away the diamond. It's been eighty. No, it's got to be Jenny, though. It's got
13: to be Jenny.
4: I mean, Forest Professors. Listen, old
3: old Rose has the greatest line in cinema history to help you understand women, and it's. uh, I'm going to paraphrase a woman's heart is like an ocean full of mysteries or something like that just remember that boys and you'll be fine johnny thank you of course and landry you and lopez coming up next who who you got today titus howard's coming
13: in obviously someone's not on the field so theories are going crazy lopez camp observations uh, and the astros
3: are going (laughs) to hell on earth and john mcclain will be here as well i gotta hear the speculation on the show coming up here i love it All right, we're going to be back tomorrow here, 8 to 10 a.m. and tonight at 6. Thank you, Ben, for producing. Thank you, Matt, for engineering. Have a great day, everyone, and go Texans.
0: This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610.
7: Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience. Find games, commentary, news, and highlights all in one place. Use the voice remote to get instant access to stats and scores. Just say, show me NASCAR or soccer scores. Plus, get notifications with breaking news alerts and more when the game's about to start. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1.
14: Calling all Houston Texans fans. It's time to take it to the house with Ashley Home Store. Enter for a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Texans home game at NRG Stadium. To enter, simply text TEXANS to 797979 or visit any Houston Ashley Home Store location near you. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Enter today only at Ashley Home Store. This is home. Proud partner of the Houston Texans.
17: Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live poker, and off track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality, Cachada style, at Cachada Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet.
18: At CDW, we get that the ways we collaborate have changed.
19: But I've grown accustomed to the high-pitched musical sound of my squeaky whiteboard marker.
18: I hear you. With a Cisco WebEx solution configured by CDW, you can easily share notes and documents and even whiteboard from your very own computer.
19: Goodbye, sweet marker. You've served us well.
18: IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at
10: cdw.com slash Collaboration summer only savings await at your local hyundai dealer where you go from there is up to you huge savings new vehicles arriving daily and of course america's best warranty get in to get away with it all at the hyundai getaway sales event secure your 2021 sonata or elantra today for zero percent apr for 60 months plus zero payments for 90 days see your hyundai dealer now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end september 6 2021 call 562-314-4603 for offer terms and details
3: Hey, Texans fans, you are lucky dogs, because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best-tasting small-batch pecan-smoked hot dog, only available at NRG Stadium. That's right. Home Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Home Smokehouse pecan-smoked hot dog. There's no taste like Home's. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. Introducing Texans Fit, a world-class Houston Texans fitness community dedicated to helping you reach your goals. Join the Texans Fit family and elevate your fitness experience with cutting-edge equipment, exceptional coaches, and deluxe amenities. Whether you thrive on the camaraderie of a group fitness class or need the focused support of a certified personal trainer, Texans Fit is here to help you grow in the lifestyle you want. To find the club nearest you and learn how you can train like the pros, visit TexansFit.com.
21: When it comes to buying a home, look to the experts at TDECU. We're made for this market with quick pre-qualifications so you can make a competitive offer fast. We have unique options for you like no money down or up to 103% financing. TDECU Mortgage is here for you. If you can't find the home that's right for you, build it with a great construction loan. You've got this. TDECU Mortgage. We make home happen. Visit TDECU.org for details. Equal housing lender.